Hello again, and welcome back to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and oh man, I'm telling you, fundraising events are back in full swing, aren't they? (laughs) I just interviewed a person today, Enola White, who is with the Columbia Entertainment Company. She told me all about how they use Square as a CRM. It was awesome. So if you are thinking about finding a way to better manage your donor data, but you're not ready to go with like a big provider because you're very limited on funds, you should listen to that episode because Enola is one smart cookie. And they've been doing their live performances for a while now, but she was telling me how this is their first time coming back and doing their trivia night in person again. And it's kind of like this brain jump. How weird is that? Like, It was a brain jump for us to get into doing online fundraising events and now we have to do like this brain jump back into doing these in-person events. And in our universe, like I totally get what she's going through because Stacy is over there planning events for the organizations that she's a part of and we're going to trade shows again and we're remembering what it feels like to go into offices and travel and be around people and have to exert that energy right to do these things it's so much energy and some of us we we still don't want to go like we don't want to be around all these people all the time anymore and while everything is back in swing and we are in front of each other again I don't want you to forget about the things that you learned when you couldn't fundraise the same way that you always had I don't want you to forget those things. And so today, I want to talk again about those tech easy online fundraising event ideas that we talked about way back in 2020 because we had to have them, right? But those events, those activities, they can fill in the gap for you. They can boost your fundraising just that much, right? So that you can do just that much more good. So I don't want to leave them on the table. I don't want us to not learn or continue using the skills that we developed out of necessity during COVID and let all those online fundraising skills go, right? Okay, so today I'm going to talk about tech easy online fundraising event ideas. And I have four big buckets and we'll see how many different ideas I can come up with within those four big buckets for you to take away because I just want you to leave today with like your brain rolling like the wheels spinning and going oh my gosh that's a fun idea I think that this could work for me all right so let's get to business you're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it and whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose I'm Monica Pitts a techie, crafty, business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Before I start spazzing out, and giving you way too many ideas to digest and like talk myself in circles and get super excited and forget, I want to remind you that over on maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com, 
you can find our free download, 14 Tech Easy Online Fundraising Event Ideas. And I'm not going to go through all those ideas in this episode because like that's a lot of ideas, right? Instead, I'm going to like think up more ideas because why not? Ideas are so much fun. And that's what I'm trying to do today is like, woo, ideas, okay? Inside of the guide, there are the ideas plus also the people that gave them to us. Shout out to them. And, I, and I'm going to tell you about some of those folks during this episode and how much money they raised, how they did it. So it's not just an idea, it's also a manifestation of awesomeness. Let's kick off this idea generation activity with the three things that I feel like you should be thinking about as you're deciding what type of fundraiser or online event you might be doing for your organization to raise money. I feel like the right online event for you is going to, number one, teach people about your organization. Number two, match with the strengths of your team. And number three, maximize the assets that you have. I feel like your event shouldn't just be everyone else's event. You shouldn't just do an online auction because that's what people are used to. It should be something that embodies the values of your organization that teaches people about what you do. It's more than just an online fundraiser. It's an opportunity to connect with people that can connect with other people about your mission. And it should be attracting people to you because it reflects your mission, right? So that's number one. I feel like the perfect fundraiser is gonna teach people about your organization. They're gonna leave knowing more than they did when they came in and it's going to help you connect with people who have the same values that you have. Number two is it's going to match with the strengths of your team and I think that this is especially important when we're doing things online because if your team is not especially tech savvy then you're probably going to want to go with the first concept that I have for you. I'll tell you in a second. But if they're super tech savvy, then you can pull off all kinds of things, right? But also you don't wanna have your team thinking, oh, well, we're gonna do these online classes or we're gonna do X, Y, and Z, or we're gonna produce all these videos when in actuality, that doesn't match the strengths of your team. Like if your team hates it, don't do it. And it's the same with all marketing in that way. And number three, I think that it has to match with and maximize the assets that you have right now. If what you're trying to do doesn't match with your assets, meaning the things that you have already at your disposal that will help you meet people and communicate with people, it's not the right fundraiser for you right now. You can build assets during your other fundraisers or during your other events, but you need to focus on doing things that allow you to maximize the assets that you have right now. So if all you have are email addresses, but you don't have a lot of Facebook followers, it it might not make sense to promote all of your online and do all your online fundraising on Facebook because you don't have a huge Facebook following. It would make more sense to do an email campaign and talk to people that way, right? Now you could do an email campaign and you could invite people over to your Facebook page where you're doing an online fundraiser and maybe that could work, right? So you would be leveraging one asset to build another one, but 
you wouldn't just be posting on Facebook asking people, hey, will you do uh, Skip the Gifts fundraiser for us when you don't have people to ask, right? It just doesn't make sense. So we want to use the assets that we have, okay? So those are the three things. As you're thinking about which type of event or which type of fundraiser you want to do, remember that it should be teaching people about your organization, it should match the strengths of your team, and it should also capitalize upon and maximize the assets that you have. You can leverage one asset to build another, but we can't plan online events with assets that we don't have. And that kind of like actually reflects right back up to the strengths of your team, right? If you're trying to do something that's very complicated to fundraise online and you don't have tech savvy people, then you don't have that asset. So you should not be doing that thing. (laughs) There you go. That's my big three. Okay, so the first one, and this is for my super non-tech savvy people, you're going to do what my friend Jamie Friedrichs calls a non-event. <laughs> Just a non-event. And she has been a guest on my podcast multiple times. I love listening to her talk. She's a phenomenal fundraiser. And she coaches nonprofits on how to fundraise and what to do and, and helps them put stuff together. And she has this thing that she calls a non-event. And basically what you're doing is you're just you're just asking. You're asking for donations. You're not actually doing an event. You don't expect people to show up anywhere or interact with you. You just expect them to give, right? And so you can package it in a super, super cute label. I've seen it done with an online lemonade stand. One member of our nonprofit Marketing with Purpose community, Betsy Calmer with Hillcrest Platte County, shout out, told me about this idea a few years ago, and it's totally awesome. They did it all online via email, and they sent out an email to their database of 750 repeat donors, and they raised over $30,000. And it was super cute because the concept of the lemonade stand allowed her to give different giving tiers and help people conceptualize what she was asking for and so she said that supporters would pour themselves a cup for five dollars or they might have two cups for ten a whole pitcher for a hundred or just purchase a lemon tree for three hundred and (laughs) the fun part too is that once they donated she emailed them a recipe for the best lemonade in the world and she was super cute the graphics were super cute it was It was really fun. So that was a super fun twist on the non-event where you just ask and you come up with a really cute packaging around it. I've also had people do this around like downloadable things where they do it with a fabulous recipe that's a family like secret of theirs. Or I had another group who, Lizzie's Walk of Faith, who has a junior board because Lizzie passed away at an early age and now her friends from that time in her life are in high school. And so her friends cooked her favorite recipes and put together pictures of themselves doing it. It was super cute. They shared it and that was their non-event. They asked and part of the perk was sharing these beautiful memories that they had with Lizzie with the the donors and and it was just really neat so just think to yourself what's a way that you can just ask for donations that you can wrap in this beautiful package that will 
attract people and be like, hey, fun. And then remember that you can do it in a way that teaches people about your organization, right? So there you go. Okay, so that's that's number one. Just ask. Don't actually do an event. It's called the non-event. And you can listen to Jamie Friedrichs talk about it in one of my other podcasts where she explains <laughs> it's a myth buster about why you don't actually have to have an event to have an amazing fundraiser. Okay, so on to number two, which is peer-to-peer. So you guys are so pressed for time. You're super pressed for time. And one of the things that we focus on so much in our year-end giving training is that you don't have to do it all yourself. And you shouldn't do it all yourself. You've got a team of people who want to help you. You just have to ask, right? And there are all kinds of different ways to do peer-to-peers with people. So obviously one super easy one would be Facebook. Like they can literally set up their own campaign. Once you have your Facebook set up so that they can do it, they can set up their own campaign and the donations come straight over to you. That's awesome. It's probably the easiest and most straightforward way. So you could actually set up an email that sends out to people each month who have a birthday in that month and you could say, hey, would you guys be willing to skip the gifts and set up an online fundraiser on Facebook on behalf of our organization? And then all these people are going to go to their timeline and wish them happy birthday and they're going to see your organization's name and the potential to donate right there on that person's timeline. So that's awesome and that would not take a lot to set up right you could send them the instructions so they knew exactly how to do it but by the way you're probably going to have to update those instructions every so often because Facebook loves to change things it's their favorite thing to do but think about that if you have people's birthdays that would be a great and easy thing to work in you could automate it you wouldn't even have to like like yes you could automate it it could be so great you can tell I get excited about this kind of stuff um And two, if you don't have people's birthdays, this could be something that you can build. It's an asset that you could build, right? So the next time that you have people sign up for an event, you could ask them for their birthday. Yep, that's right. Or you could send them an email and be like, hey, just, you know, wondering when your birthday was and maybe they'll tell you. Who knows? Okay. Um, So skipping the gifts. That's definitely one peer-to-peer that's easy to do. Another one is you can think through your Rolodex of amazing volunteers and consider what are their strengths? What are the things that they're really good at that they might be willing to donate on your behalf? So they could donate time or services to other people, you know? Some of the best peer-to-peers are those that are challenge and reward. Now what makes these peer-to-peers, whether it's donating time or services or a challenge slash reward, what makes that an online campaign is that the way that people donate is online, right? They're going to donate online and then with a challenge reward campaign, they say, hey, if you donate X number of dollars, then I'll do Y. And we've seen this work so well in our Como Gives campaign. One person, Joe, shaved off his beard. He raised over four, or what is it, over five hundred dollars. Um, Annette last year had a chicken petting party. <laughs> I don't even know. It, she raised thousands of dollars with this chicken petting party for uh, the organization that she's the executive director of, um, which was formerly PedNet and now is Local Motion. 
And I just realized that I just said Como Gives and I didn't explain to you guys what it is. So Como Gives is our year-end, month-long online giving campaign. And we have a peer-to-peer component of it on the website where our organizations reach out and they ask their volunteers if they would put on a fundraiser on their behalf. So this is great because it does alleviate the heavy lifting and our organizations raised thousands of dollars by having their volunteers run fundraisers for them. It's a great opportunity for you because you get to meet those people that donated. And they're donating and learning about your organization because they like and or admire or have a relationship with the person who asked them to donate. And so you can build your donor list through these peer-to-peers and you can also raise money. So it's like a double win because there you've got like even more assets that you can use to raise money for your organization. Last year, I did an awesome guest interview with Stacey Pottinger with Ragtag Film Society because she is like the queen of peer-to-peer fundraising. I say that, but... I also did another interview with Unchained Melody's Dog Rescue and they knock it out of the park. The way that they mobilize their volunteers and pair their skills with awesome peer-to-peer ideas, they raise so much money. They like run an online gift shop basically with their volunteers' donations of time and talents through Como Gives. And you could do the same thing. You really could, and you could do it any time of year. But anyway, so back to Stacey. Her episode is called Multicolored Hair and Personalizing Peer-to-Peer Fundraising. And she adheres to this concept that you just look for an idea that already fits into your volunteer's life. And that's what you're going to ask them to do on behalf of your organization for their peer-to-peer. So for example, I am an aerialist, which means that um, I, <laughs> I well, how would I describe that? That means that I hang out in a hoop and I spin really fast, and, or I wrap myself up in fabric and I spin really fast and drop from the ceiling. So I'm doing all these crazy things. Think Cirque du Soleil, okay? So she says, well, Monica, Something that would fit into your life already is you're already doing aerial, right? So imagine that you just let somebody pay to pick a song. And if they paid $50, then they could pick a song and you would do a freestyle for it and you would record it and you would post it up on Facebook. And that was what they were getting for the peer-to-peer, something that already fits into my life, right? So it doesn't just have to be people doing peer-to-peers for you that are baking or that are sending out 100,000 emails, you can help them promote them online. But especially if you have people who do things like teach. Let's say that you have an amazing cook who makes the best, I don't know, anything from brownies to pulled pork, right? Everybody, or maybe they brew beer and they're willing to do a, a beer brewing like class for you. That's awesome, especially if it matches up with your values. So if your values do not allow you to even serve alcohol at your live events, do not do the beer brewing. That does not make sense. Maybe candle making. I don't know. Crocheting. You have all these volunteers who have these amazing talents and they're more than happy to donate them to you, right? So you could set up the the event, for them they can do it online they could or it could be a video my girlfriend Carrie just bought a what was it she bought 
10 belly dancing lessons on behalf of this nonprofit for $100. So they're just a collection of videos that are belly dancing lessons. And she was like, you know what? That sounds like fun. I'd like to support this organization. Okay. Okay. So here's the deal. You can do the same thing. So look around at your volunteers and be like, who has these amazing talents, right? Who would be willing to donate their time to allow us to then promote their talents as an offering to our donors, our past donors, to our contacts, and then they can purchase this experience, right? I know that not everybody wants to sit through a bunch of webinars and all that kind of stuff all the time, but if it's on demand and they can do something that they're interested in and it helps teach people about what you do, this is an awesome opportunity, right? Okay, so think through your peer-to-peers. I just gave you way too many funny examples, but there's so many different things you can do. And along those same lines with the online classes idea or online experience idea, think to yourselves, what are the things that we do that we could offer as an online experience. So for example, let's say that you are an animal rescue organization and you are always training dogs. Maybe you even do live dog training classes. Well, why not record them and offer them to people to buy online? Then you can further your mission. This is perfect because it's telling people about your organization. It's so in line with what you do. And you could offer these classes for a donation. And you could do the same thing with all kinds of different organizations. One thing that I've talked about so much is grief because a lot of nonprofits are founded from a spot where someone is working through an incredibly terrible situation and trying to find new purpose, right? So if what you do is grief counseling or if that's part of your service set, imagine that you could offer something like that to maybe not necessarily the individuals that you offer grief counseling to right now, but maybe to their family members. Maybe you could have an auxiliary set of training classes that they can purchase online with a donation. And those are just things that you would talk about all the time. You wouldn't necessarily just do like one fundraiser for them. You could talk about them constantly, all the time, at all of your events, in every single email newsletter that you do. Always promoting and saying, hey, and so you know, we also have these other services. And you don't have to promote it like, oh, well, we're trying to get you to buy this thing. It, It really is that you are trying to help other people. They could get them for free, but you could allow them to donate, right? Or you could just ask them to donate because it's okay for people to pay you for the things that you are so good at and that you help people with. So, all right, my last My last big idea is a kit, okay? So kits are so big right now. Everybody is buying these subscription services, right? But let's let's like roll this into nonprofit universe. What if, I, I, I don't really know that you'd have the bandwidth to do this like all the time, but one of the things that I thought about doing is like a Giving Tuesday tea party kit. Because we kick off the Como Gibbs campaign 
on Giving Tuesday. And I thought, wouldn't it be really cool if I could have this kit and it was a it was a ready-made kit. It's a tea party and it's for moms and their kids. And it would have a script about what Giving Tuesday is and how it's such a powerful day of giving. And they could talk about and like activities that they could do as a family to give back to their community. So it would be in the spirit of Giving Tuesday. I know that the tea party is just a cute little wrapper on it, right? But there could be little treats for the kids in there. And then it could have like all these suggestions of of easy things that they could do for Giving Tuesday and maybe give them some of the supplies. Like maybe it has some sidewalk chalk because they're going to go around to other people's houses and they're going to write like positive affirmations in their driveways. That would be so cool to come home and see something happy, you know, like someone wrote that you're an amazing human being in your driveway when you got home. Wouldn't that feel good? Yeah. So you could do that same thing, right? What kind of a kit could you create? And maybe you just do it once a year. Like I said, my idea was the Giving Tuesday Tea Party that could teach kids about Giving Tuesday and the spirit of giving, but then also give people this family experience together and and give them ideas and everything that they need to go out and give back in their community, right? And and so you can do the same thing in so many different ways. I I I'm sure I'll think of four more right now. Okay. So one of the ideas I, I was just talking with uh um a client of mine, the Boone History and Culture Center. So they obviously are preserving the history of our county. Well, what if their kit could be, and I'm okay, so I'm always thinking of things with kids, right? Because I have little kids. But what if their kit is like um, a time capsule and the time capsule helps kids go back in time and learn about it? And Maybe it's not, it could be an activity book, right? They did actually offer an activity book during um, COVID. But what if this one had like fun pictures of people from back in the day and, and it showed this is the life of a, a kid in in this time. And it could be, I, it, I don't know, like it, it could do all kinds of things, right? It could compare and contrast. It could give you things to talk about with your kids and it could be something that you donate a few dollars or more for on their website. And another thing that we were talking about actually with Boone History is they actually have a gift shop inside of their um, location out at the Boone History and Culture Center. And they like people just don't know about it. They don't know that you can go out and buy books from local authors or get these really cool Christmas ornaments. They just don't know this. And at this point, like how many people are walking into stores to try to buy things? I I try to. And it's like a barren universe of nothingness or it's a complete mess. Either way, <laughs> so they have talked for a while about having an online store where they can sell all these cool things. But an online store is a lot of money to set up, right? And not everybody has it. But what if you just sent an email and it had like one item in it and you were like, hey, we've got this. How do you feel about it? Do you want it? Or you could do a fun collection of things. Maybe you've got old race t-shirts from back in the day. Like maybe you, you could do a collection of them, you know? three race t-shirts because you do a race every single year 
So think about the things that you have and how you might turn them into a fundraiser and also test out the idea of doing more of it. So for example, back to the Boone History and Culture Center and the kit idea, if someone was interested, they could literally send them a book every month for a year that is a like Missouri native book about Missouri history, right? That would be pretty cool. And they could just email and send a few emails to their current database of donors and say, hey, are you guys interested in this? We're going to try this out. Don't set everything up online. Don't set up an online store. Don't do any of that. Just put it in an email, my friends, or put it in, you know, put it in a mailer if that's how they're used to being spoken to. And and if they say yes, then you could allow them to mail in a check if that's what they're used to and comfortable with. Or they could, you could just send them a link to pay online and you could have one group of people and you try it one time and you see if it works. No one might do it. It might be nothing, but at least you haven't like invested a whole bunch of money in setting up an online store when you don't know if it's going to work or not. (sighs) Okay. Oh my goodness. I thought there's one more thing. There's one more thing and it's kind of a peer-to-peer, but it's kind of not. And that's the online event-a-thon. Yes. (laughs) I know you've heard of them, but there's all kinds of different ones. My kids just did one for their school where they had a -a read-a-thon. You could have an anything-a-thon, okay? You could have a -a jump-a-thon. You could have a -a rock-a-thon. You could have like a -a read-a-thon. You could have a -a bake-a-thon. You could have a -a candle-making-a-thon, a -a -a crochet-a-thon. You name it. So just think about the things that, (laughs) that, like the core values of your organization and what kind of a thon you could do and you could get real creative. Think about what all of your donors enjoy because if your donors aren't runners, if they have arthritic knees, they're not going to want to do a virtual like marathon, right? That wouldn't really work. But they set it up through this online system and each kid had their own little link. And so you just, each kid emailed or texted the link to somebody and they donated. And it was crazy. They raised so much money through their readathon that they fulfilled all of the goals for the library and for each individual classroom. And they still had money left over to do their missions projects, to additionally contribute to their missions projects, not fund them entirely. But that was really cool. And it was just a, a well-orchestrated online event that was a whole bunch of peer-to-peer fundraising. It was a huge peer-to-peer fundraiser, right? Because it was all these kids sending out four or five text messages. And of course, this is another good one. So back to my friend Carrie. Her daughter Ellie is in my daughter's class at school. And Ellie is the quintessential competitor. That girl loves to win. And so she told Carrie that she needed her mom to donate like $500 so she could come in first in the fundraiser because that would let her get like this certain type of candy I think it was and Carrie was like oh whoa I don't think so girlfriend but like tying it into the prizes that's where I'm going with this right so if you are dealing with kids you could tie it into prizes if you're dealing with adults eh, it could be a little different bananas beer I don't know think about a marathon get creative and and think about what you've got already that you could offer them as prizes to really motivate them to to move forward with their um, online fundraisers okay so I have been talking about this for long enough 
Obviously, I get really excited when I think about ideas because I love being an ideas person. Like seriously, if you want to brainstorm about your like ideas, just like hit me up. You can email me, monica at maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. I do consulting. I'll listen to what all the stuff and I'll just like start bleh, 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 spitting out ideas because this is this is what I do best. But I do want to recap. Remember that whatever idea you pick, it should match the magic three things, right? It should teach people about your organization. It should match the strengths of your team and it should maximize and capitalize on the assets that you have already. My first idea was just don't just don't do an event. Just ask. Like put that ask in it and you can put it in a beautiful package do the non-event fundraiser like that online lemonade stand the second thing was peer-to-peers right and I went on and on about all the different ways but remember you can set up a way to automate those skip skip the gifts emails out to your donors and if you know their birthdays you can ask them to do that or you could just ask them to do it around a time of year that you know people are giving gifts. I don't know, like Christmas, that comes to mind. (laughs) Also, look at all those volunteers and realize that they have so many talents. They could donate their time and services. You just want to make sure that you're matching it up with something that they are passionate about that already fits into their lives, right? They shouldn't have to learn how to crochet to do that crocheting class for you. They should already love to crochet. They should like to talk to people about crocheting and then ask them to do the donation of crochet classes. And just remember, Carrie just bought all those belly dancing classes, so this is not weird. Like, people do this. And also, like, at the very end, I said event-a-thon, right? So find an a-thon that, like, reflects your values and can teach people about your organization and then like rally your volunteers around it and have them each text a few people and boom there you go fundraiser remember that you have all those skills too and you can offer them online you could do an online class you could do an online guide you could do something that you could exchange for a donation to help further your mission And then number four was that kit. Remember, I had the idea of the Giving Tuesday Tea Party. But then also, you could do any type of swag, any type of kit um, that that would either use the things that you already have, like the example with Boone History and mailing out a book every single month, or go back and look at what you have from past events. Like, could you offer something like that as a, you know, offer it up in an email, see if somebody bites on it or put it out on Facebook, whatever assets that you have. I talk about email a lot because I'm an email girl. But other people, they're Facebook humans or Instagram humans or LinkedIn humans or huh, huh, Twitter, Snapchat, all the things. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to stop now and wrap this up with if you enjoyed this podcast or if you learned a thing or two then give me a review that'd be awesome Uh, it helps me meet people just like you I want to help people who I can help solve communication problems through technology because that's what I do and you're actually helping me solve a communication problem through technology when you leave me a review because your review is a signal to the podcast search algorithm that I don't stink. Yeah, pretty much. It's telling them that I'm like an okay podcast to share with people to help them solve their problems. So 
leave me a review. I read them. I really appreciate them. And I appreciate you for being with me today to talk about these tech-easy online fundraising event ideas. And until next time, go forth and market with purpose.